Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about, I think, I'm going to be Captain Obvious for you guys today. So if you're just wondering what Captain Obvious looks like, it looks like Joe Oltman right here, this guy. Um, Captain Obvious means that we're, we're going to be talking about why the left needs chaos in order to maintain power. If, if you put enough holes in the boat and you create chaos and you stand back and you just keep creating chaos and you can never solve the one problem. And one thing that we're very, we're not very good at is solving problems one by one and just being like, all right, whatever, we can do whatever you want. We're going to solve this problem. The answer is no. Okay. What did you say again? Okay. We're going to come over here. We're going to solve this problem too. So we're not very good at that. We, we, I mean, I'm good at that. But collectively, our leadership, well, mostly because the leaderships are a bunch of rhinos. But So they want to create chaos. They want to create this, you know, the sky is falling mentality. And the problem with that is, is pretty, pretty simple, right? So I'm, I'm, we're just going to go through a bunch of stuff today. Number one, I, I want to say this. Radical leftist Twitter employees are losing their minds right now. <laughs> there, there was an article this morning in, on Fox. And no, I don't go to Fox for most of my news, just so you know. But they say that they are so distraught, Twitter employees reportedly melt down over Elon Musk buyout. The employees are melting down. And remember what I said before, that Elon was going to come in and he was going to turn this into a $44 billion. It'll be worth $90 billion by the time he's done. Now, he could, take it, he could take it public again. There's a lot of things that he could do. But keep in mind that when, when Elon did this, he's got a plan. <laughs> and he took two other companies public. Three, four, four other companies public. So he's taking it private. Now, whether that means he's taking it private so that he can eventually take it back public or he's keeping it private. It does not matter to me. What matters to me is that, strategically speaking, he's going to walk in and he's going to trim the fat. He's going to trim it. He's going to come in and be like, choppy, 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 choppy. Oh, you want to be in your feelings? Okay, you're all fired. But I wanted to say it because I think that it's super important. Um, you know, Fisker left uh, Twitter this morning and said, you can see me on Instagram. I'm leaving Twitter, basically. And... Uh, and everybody was like, because, you know, Fisker and uh, Elon had, you know, they, they just, they're rivals, you know, the Fisker car. But here's the difference between Fisker and Musk. Musk did not go bankrupt in 2013. Fisker did. So who actually follows that guy anyway? I'm just curious. People follow him because he failed in an automotive, automotive uh, 
manufacturing of electric cars? Inquiring minds want to know. Okay, so now we get back to the chaos of the radical left. I think it's going to be really important for us to kind of center in on this. The, the one thing that I will say about the left is that they are consistent. They are completely consistent in being evil. And what I, what I mean by that is that nothing they do surprises me anymore. And you're starting to actually be able to cull and, and, and differentiate between the good guys and the bad guys. And that includes people like, uh, who's the clown down in Texas? Dan Crenshaw, the World Economic Forum guy, the guy that literally is one of the most unpopular people that he can't walk the streets in Texas, but yet somehow got 70% of the vote to be reelected, which is absolute BS. That just shows you how rigged the entire system is and the fact these machines are designed to defraud the American people and to select, not elect. Okay, I digress. But when, when you look at the, the people that are out there in leadership, when you look at them, you can tell that the only thing they care about is money and power. And one of those such people is a man named Fauci. And so we have a video because the CDC is asking the DOJ to appeal the mask mandates on airplanes. And we're going to talk a little bit about what, what else they're doing to double down on this. Let's play cut zero. You know, the mask mandate at airports supposed to be done, um, but maybe now we know the government is going back to court over this latest decision. Right. It's what the CDC requested to that latest ruling. Let's get out to Brea Hollingsworth live at RDU to catch us up on everything. Brea. Yeah, guys, RDU uh, posted on their Twitter page a couple of days ago that visitors and employees are no longer required to wear a mask at the airport, and it has not been updated since. Now, Monday, a federal judge in Florida had struck down the national mask mandate for mass transit. It led plenty of airlines and airports to quickly repeal their requirements that passengers wear face coverings. Now, just yesterday, the CDC asked the Department of Justice to go to court to appeal that Florida federal judge's ruling. The agency calls the mandate both lawful and necessary for public health. Now, health experts also say that there has been an increase in new cases over the past two weeks. How much of an increase? I'll tell you more about that coming up in the next half hour. I'm live from RDU. So they're going to appeal. <laughs> they're going to appeal the ruling by the judge. Now, we, we saw Fauci before who came out and said, hey, listen, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, I don't know why the court got involved. I don't even know how they could get involved. Um, it's not their place. So Fauci's trying to figure out how the court got involved. The court wrote a 52-page brief on why we should not wear masks on airplanes, which made sense. It, it actually centered on common sense. But that did not stop Fauci and the rest of the radical leftists who literally want to oppress you. And th this isn't hyperbole, hyperbole either. This is, this is truth. This isn't rhetoric. It's not propaganda. They don't, they don't follow the science. They create their own science. They pitch it to the American people, and they weaponize technology and the ma mainstream media in order to shove it down your throat. And if you don't agree with them, they just send out their little band of idiots to try and dox you or intimidate you or bully you. That's what they do. And if you put up cut A1, Mr. Producer, CDC says that masking is still necessary. Assessment to trigger DOJ appeal of judges' ruling on mask mandates. It, it gets better. So let me read a little bit of this. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention has determined that its order requiring masks on planes and other public transport is still needed. Setting a motion, a Justice Department appeal of a federal court decision that overturned the mandate. 
It is the CDC's continuing assessment at this time, an order requiring masking in indoor transportation corridor remains necessary for the public health. The agency said on Wednesday's statement, CDC will continue to monitor public health conditions to determine whether an order remains necessary. CDC believes it is a lawful order, while within CDC's legal authority to protect public health. Following the CDC statement, Justin immediately filed a notice of appeal. In light of today's assessment by the CDC that an order requiring masking in the transportation corridor remains necessary to protect the public's health, the department has filed a notice of appeal, the Justice Department said. Okay, let me take this down. Just so you know, we haven't had masks now on planes in, what, a week, Mr. Producer? A week? So a week? And cases are not up. Conditions are not up. Deaths are not up. N- none of it is up. None. Zero. Nothing's up. But the CDC wants to walk in and say, you, you have to fly with a muzzle on your face. And the American people are sitting back and they're tolerating this. We're, we're actually tolerating this. You know, I have this shirt on. You see it? See what it says? I'm a free human being. I'm a free human being. It's a great shirt, by the way. We'll talk about where you can get one. It's an overdone joke, too, but they, they always say, like, once you're eating and drinking on the plane, you can take it off. It doesn't matter, but you got to put it right back on. Well, and, and they want you to basically put the mask up between bites on some planes. Look, I don't wear a mask. I haven't worn a mask to the plane. I go right through security, no mask. I put the mask on when I'm on the plane because I have to if I want to fly. And I'm finding ways around that, too. I'd, I'd love to just fly without taking a, taking a public, pl- t- public transportation. I would love to. But, but the CDC just filed something saying it's necessary, but did not tell us why. Did not justify it. I mean, nowhere. I, I looked everywhere. I looked everywhere for something that said that the CDC states that it's necessary because the infection rate is X, And over the last seven days, it went to Y. And as a result, there's Z. But that didn't happen. And by the way, we're going into the summer period. And in the summer period, which is hotter, there's not a propensity for the virus to grow. It just doesn't, right? A lot of sunlight. People are outside. You know, one of the things that that kills viruses is sunlight. And yet the CDC just comes out and says, for public health. But it's not public health. It's to create chaos. It's to create confusion. It's to oppress you as a, as a person. All in the name of safety. Well, we know what the radical left is. We know that they've infiltrated every part of our government. Every part of it. CDC is no exception. I mean, look at Fauci. He's a fraud. The guy is a fraud. He was a fraud dating back all the way to the 80s when he told you that he could look at someone and get AIDS. That, he said it, not me. Creating hysteria back in 1981. That was him. He was wrong about that. Let's not even talk about the fact that Fauci has been killing animals with impunity. He's been torturing beagles. Or we could talk about gain of function, the fact that he lied about what happened in Wuhan, China. Man, I I could go to court and I could spew out all the things that he has done against humanity to kill Americans without even going to the source. I, I don't even have to. I can regurgitate it by memory because we have actively dealt with it. Where was PETA when they killed the Beatles, Beagles? Where? Where was the left? Oh, that's right. You know where they were? They were at the Satanic Temple killing some animal or you know, just rah, rah, rahing about a new baby being killed. 
They create chaos on the radical left. That's all they do. They are demons. These people are evil. They are, they are absolute trash. But how do you argue with that? I've told everyone. I've told everyone on the left, come and debate me. Let's debate. Let's have a common sense debate. All factual. I won't even call them trash. Effluvium. I won't call them anything. Off-scouring. I won't call them any of that stuff. I won't. So before we go any further, I'm going to do a, a read for one of our uh, sponsors, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors, health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight. There's high deductibles and or they just won't cover it. But with Air Medcare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. And if you use the promo code daily, if you go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily to receive up to a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today. There's also a part where they'll fly you back to your home so you can uh, eliminate the burden of family having to go to a different state um, on there as well. Um, they have been a sponsor for a year and a half. I have been a member for a year and a half. And, um, you know, I hope I never have to use it. It's fire insurance. But if you do have to use it, making sure that you're, you have access to it is vitally important. Go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Don't get the Amazon gift card. Get the just regular gift card. Okay. Whew. So I, I haven't begun to start about the chaos to talk about it. But I, by the way, I will debate anyone. I'll debate anyone. I'll debate them on here. We can have a conversation. You could, we, we can have a conversation about Anything you want. So you can say that, Joe, you're closed-minded about transgenderism. No, I'm not. I know for a fact that if you have a wiener, you're a boy. And if you have a vagina, you're, you're a girl. That's truth. And you can say, well, I feel like a man if you're a woman. I feel like a woman if you're a man. You can feel all sorts of things. You can feel like you're a unicorn. When I was a kid, I thought I was a superhero. I tied a tape, uh, a cape around my, uh, uh, what is it called, a, a, a pillowcase around my neck, and I jumped off the bed. I thought I could fly, but I couldn't. I hit the ground like a rock, and I was like, what happened here? How do they do that? How come I can't do it? Because I'm not a superhero. So, and when I was told that, I was really disappointed. Like, what are you talking about? I'm three years old. I'm poor, and I'm a superhero. <laughs> You're a superhero, Joe. I, but the point was, is I thought I, you know, I wanted to be. And as you, you know, get like four or five years old, you see stuff that they're doing on TV, like where they can move something. <laughs> so you look at it, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I make it move, make it, lift the spoon, do the water. The David, thing the the David Carterfield, yeah. I can move water. But I did that. It doesn't make it true. But this is chaos. This is the chaos that the radical left wants to instill in our society. And they're doing a good job of it. So there's another thing. If you go to, if you go to A3, the CDC on this mandate, the White House faces a dilemma as it weighs an appeal. The appeal succeeds and pastors are forced to wear masks on planes again. The president could face political blowback. I don't know how he could face any more blowback than he already has. Is he in the like 20s, like the, the 25% approval rate or something like, like that? I mean, it's... It's abysmal. It's low 30s for sure. But White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said an appeal is needed not just to preserve the 15-day extension of the mandate to preserve CDC's authority over the long term in case the pandemic worsens again. Because if we 
noted from here, we expect there to be ups and downs in the pandemic. And we certainly want the CDC to continue to have its authority. Look, the pandemic is not a pandemic. It is completely and 100% manufactured. It was manufactured. And the more I read about the, the snake venom peptides, you can't run away from it. I read a report yesterday that came, literally, that came out of um, the New England uh, Journal of Medicine. And in there, it talked about, it, it talked about snake venom peptides and that they found an irregular and astonishing connection between peptides, snake peptides, and coronavirus. That was dated August of 2020. August of 2020. But the New England uh, um, Journal of Medicine, I guess, is not a good source. Stanford's not either. Harvard you know, Medical School, not, none of that is. Not, none of that is now, that's all fake news because some entertainment journalist said, I'm a fact checker and there's nothing to see here. And frankly, that's what we're up against. We're not up against the, the brightest in our, in our society. We're up against people that have been put in a place to create chaos around us. That's not all, though, guys. It's not just planes. See, I told you two days ago, if you had a chance to go back and watch it, it was the one about Satan. And I just walked through all the things about the Satanic Temple and what they're trying to do to our children. They're doing it at the elementary school. Well, now they're bookending it. Now they're coming after our children at colleges and universities. They're literally saying, hey, you guys, are, you guys want too much freedom. We're going to lock you down and we're going to muzzle you. Go ahead and play. Cut A4. Now to the pandemic and college students facing mask whiplash. Some schools reinstating the policy as case numbers rise following spring break. ABC's Phil Lipoff has more from Chicago. This morning, colleges and universities across the country are bringing back mask mandates for the final few weeks of the school year. While the national picture looks pretty good, certain communities are experiencing you know, an increase related to the BA2 variant. In the nation's capital, the COVID infection rate has doubled in April. So Georgetown, George Washington University, and American University have all reinstated indoor mask mandates. There's a lot of partying that goes on and bar hopping and, you know, just socializing amongst peers. Sierra Sanchez is a junior at American. When she left for spring break, no masks required. When she came back. I would say kind of a comforting feeling that they were back, but almost like a too little too late since our cases had already spiked. D.C. is not alone. Schools in Pennsylvania, Massachusetts and Connecticut all bringing back preventative measures. In Houston at Rice University, masks are now required in classrooms and large parties have been canceled on campus. New Mexico State University announced this week all students on campus must be fully vaccinated, ending the option to submit weekly tests. The preventative measures bringing mixed reaction from students at Columbia in New York City. I think at this point we just got to move on with the, the pandemic. Uh, I don't care what other people do, but, you know, I'm keeping mine on. Both of those reactions completely understandable. Think about it. If you're a junior in college right now, you have not had one COVID-free year in your college career, and your senior year of high school, at least the end of it, was ruined by COVID as well. In D.C., Howard University is moving away right now from in-person learning over the next couple of weeks. No telling what that will mean for commencement coming up in May. John? What a mess. Uh, thank you, Phil. Well, hey there, G. 
Woo! Okay, so they, they're doing it because cases are rising or spiking. So I went and looked. And I was like, ah, you know, the cases are spiking. No, they're not. They're not spiking. And now they have this new variant. But now you can't get tested for that variant, so they're just assuming that everyone has this new variant. There's no, there's no test for it. But this is flu season, guys. This is the season where people get sick and they cough. And they cough on each other. But long before they, they, they manufactured something to kill over a million Americans and then denied them access to basic care, basic things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and replaced it with stuff like remdesivir. They killed a million Americans in the process, kept them away from that, and created hysteria. But not amongst most Americans, just amongst the, the nutty few and the people that lead that are standing at the front saying, you don't want to kill grandma. The only problem is, is that that's exactly what they want to do. So we can look at the increase in college campuses. So, you know, college universities across the country, particularly in the Northeast, are reinstating the mass mandates. Colleges of Washington, D.C., uh, Pennsylvania, New York, Massachusetts, to, uh, con Connecticut, Texas have reimposed a range of virus measures with, with Howard University moving to remote learning to combat the spread of the virus. It's the third straight academic year that has upended the, by COVID-19. Incoming seniors have yet to experience a normal college year. We're at the point where we're tired of masks. So we might as well just move on with it. Says Naraj Sudhakar, Columbia University graduate student. We probably have a 99% vaccination rate. So at this point, we just need to move on with the pandemic and treat the endemic rather than going back to what we were doing in the past two years. Now, he's going to get admonished for that. He's being admonished for that. And, and here's why I know that people don't actually want to wear masks and they feel like they're being bullied into it at the airport. Less than probably 3% of the people in the airports today are still wearing masks. Nobody, nobody came to these people and said, oh, you can't wear a mask at all. But people walk around, they're like, I don't have to wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. And, and by the way, they didn't miss the last two years of a million people dying. They didn't miss it. They knew it was here. Matter of fact, they knew that they absolutely 100% knew that a million people died. But there's too much information out there. And there's too much open access to information where they go, hey, this, I'm not at risk. I'm not wearing a mask. By the way, if people in our country thought that there was a risk, they would still be wearing the mask. I mean, think about this. I, you know, I'm, I, again, I'm putting on my pillowcase and I'm becoming Captain Obvious for you to just eliminate the chaos for you. If Americans thought that this virus was truly something that would kill us all, they would still be wearing masks when they're on the plane, would they not? Mr. Producer, would you wear a mask if you thought it was? I'd wear, I, I, if it was going to kill me, yeah. But one thing that I, I think kind of went out of the way was the uh, New Mexico University. They're not letting students come into the college unless they're fully vaccinated. So they're denying education. M my son is a student at a Division I school right now. And I am contemplating right now suing the university for a education. I might do it. 
because I, I listen to, I listen to the videos. I listen to the, the, what it, the students are saying and the professors are offering a education. And he's like, dad, I'm learning nothing. You're spending $50,000 a year on my education and I'm learning nothing. And when I show up to a statistics class, they want to talk to me about project management. The, the professors are garbage. Now, this is, a, this is a highly ranked Division I school, highly ranked private school, private university, with absolutely terrible, and I mean, I do mean terrible education standards. Because they don't care about the kids. They just care about the money coming in. I mean, and I hate to say that about his school. I, I, I forced him to go to that school. I was like, if you go to the school, I'll pay for it. If you don't, you're on your own. And now here I am. Here I am contemplating suing the school. And oh, yeah, that's right. They got away with, they moved away from in-class learning. They moved away from it. Forced people to have vaccines. Forced him to get a vaccine. Forced my son to get a vaccine. Now, if something happens to my son, I know who I'm going to hold responsible. No one else in my family is vaccinated. My son is. I should say, my son is to the best of my knowledge. This is the chaos that they create. This is the lack of standards. This is the lack of accountability that the radical left creates. And it's not new. But what we haven't even talked about yet is, in saying all this about what they reinstate, is the adverse effects of the vaccine. Again, instill the maximum amount of chaos. And once we know what their game is, we can combat it. Stop playing checkers and move over to playing chess. So then we get into... the fact that they want to use remdesivir in children. I kid you not, they want to use remdesivir in children. Babies. Babies. Remdesivir in babies. Which, by the way, for, for all of you guys that are listening, and, and the guys in the back in the cheap seats, um, yeah, up there at the very, very top, uh, what, is the, what is the chances of a baby dying of coronavirus, China virus? Oh, zero. Zero, but they want to stick this remdesivir in our children. Go cut B1 if you would, please. Coronavirus update. FDA approves first COVID-19 treatment for young children. Whew. Today, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration expand the approval of COVID-19 treatment, Veclery, which is remdesivir, to include pediatric patients 28 days of age or older, weighing at least 3 kilograms, about 7 pounds, with positive results of direct sars covid viral test, who are hospitalized, not hospitalized, and have mild to moderate COVID-19 or at high risk for progression to severe COVID-19, including hospitalization or death. Okay, so I just want to say this. How many kids have died, newborns, from coronavirus, from COVID-19? I would say almost none. Almost zero so why would the FDA approve something for a baby? And this isn't even the beginning of it. 
this next part should absolutely rattle you. But let's go to, if we can, if we can go to B2 so I can read a little bit more of this. The action makes uh, Valkuri the first approved COVID-19 treatment for children less than 12 years of age. As a result of today's approved action, the agency has revoked the emergency use of authorization for Valkuri and previously covered this pediatric uh, population. Before now, Valkuri uh, was only approved to treat certain adults and pediatric patients 12 years of age and older who weigh at least 40 kilograms, which is about 88 pounds with COVID-19. Okay, now I'm going to read this next part for you. Ready? Whew. As COVID-19 can cause severe illness in children, some of whom do not currently have a vaccination option, there continues to be a need for safe and effective COVID-19 treatment options for this population, says Patrizia uh, Cavazzoni, MD, director of the FDA's Center for Drug Evaluation and Research. Today's approval of the first COVID-19 therapeutic for this population demonstrates the agency's commitment to that need. No. Take it down. That, that's not what this does. That's not what this does. So if, let, let's just look at the possible side effects. Let's, let's look at the side effects of this. Possible side effects using baccalaureate include increased levels of liver enzymes, which may be a sign of liver injury, and allergic reactions, which may include change in blood pressure and heart rate, low blood oxygen level, fever, shortness of breath, wheezing, swelling, rash, nausea, sweating, and shivering. The FDA grants approval of Gilead Sciences, Inc., the FDA is an agency within the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, protects public health, blah, 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 blah. So, so this is, the, these, are some of the, the, these are some of the side effects of taking this drug. And yet it's approved for children, babies, who do not have a fully developed immune system. So what happens to an immune system when you compromise it at, at, the, at the smallest level? Now, there hasn't been anybody screaming and yelling about what's happening to babies. They're just creating it in the background. They're creating this anxiety for mothers in the background and saying, oh, we're going to approve this drug. Well, what happens when it kills your baby? I mean, look at what vaccines have done, by the way, to, to babies over the last 25 years, since 1984. I can tell you that cases of, of uh, autism have gone through the roof. I mean, up some, it's like 8,000%. It, it used to be one in 2,000, now it's one in 200, or one, I'm sorry, one in 20 that is subject to have some sort of condition on the spectrum. But if you, if you, if you time it by the, the timing in that 1984, you'll also see, I think it's 84, it's 84 or 86? I think it's 86. It's 86? I think it's 86. Um, but if you look at the timing of that, it correlates with when they released and gave immunity to vaccine manufacturers. And by the way, it used to be that you got seven or eight vaccines. Now there's like 110 that they're pumping into our children. And it wasn't until the last three years that we started to figure out that they're actually not looking out for the best interests of our people, of our children. Well, something interesting um, that they did say that was honest is that there's a need for these vaccines, but the need is not for the vaccine. It's in order to sell product. You have to be able to, to live up to the contracts that you had under the table in order to sell more product. The, the, the thing that I, that I think is, and see, that's the part, I didn't see that. Do we have that? No, that's my interpretation. So it's like the needs of the children. It's, right. not, it's not the needs of the children, it's the needs to sell more product to the children. Right. Remember that remdesivir was killing adults. It was causing swelling. It was ca causing fluids to build up in the chest. 
fluids in the lungs. And remdesivir was, was used to treat Ebola victims and killed 50% of them. Kidney failure. Causes kidney failure, which leads to other problems. Causes liver failure, leads to other problems. Yet here we are saying that we can put these in our children. Chaos. They want to create chaos. So as, as we start to go through this and look at just another piece of the chaos, I, I can, I'm going to start talking about some of the other things that we have going on, critical race theory. What does that create in the school system? And by the way, how do you plug holes when there's so much nonsensical, evil stuff happening to our children in our society? I'll wait here while you tell me. Critical race theory. I don't know if you saw the article, but the, um, the, the author of the 1619 Project has now come out with some just flamboyant new information about everything from Cuba to, I mean, this is, this is actually an article that was out there, that, that somewhere along the line, white people are unbelievably bad. saying things like Cuba is the most equal multiracial country due to socialism. Now, if anybody's been to Cuba, I want, you to, I, I, I want you to understand that that place is so poor that you have, to stand in, you have to sit in line to get six gallons of gasoline, turning your car off. That could take you all day. It could take you all day. Where food scarcity is a huge problem where people are so poor that, that it literally makes people in the poorest nations out there look wealthy. Okay, Joe, that's not true. Well, have you been to Cuba? Because I have. I've been to Cuba. I've seen it firsthand. Where things dilapidated structures and ever, except for when you walk into government buildings. No, those are fine. But houses, access to plumbing materials, electrical, just basic needs. Those things are denied to the normal, everyday people. And by the way, if you speak out, they will do exactly what they have done in the United States, which shows you where we're trying to take this. Millions of Americans don't mind open racism. Another thing that she says, don't mind open racism. That's because we're not a racist nation. We're not. Going out to eat is not a constitutional right. This is from the person that started the 1619 Project. This is the, what led to critical race theory being implemented into our schools so that they could indoctrinate your children. There's a difference between racially black and politically black. I mean, basically saying that anyone that does not agree with them and their radical left agenda is Uncle Tom. World War II bomb was dropped because they spent all the money developing it. So they might as well use it. I mean, it, it and, and by the way, this person, this person literally literally thinks somewhere in her head that she's a moral authority of what's happening across the globe and that the United States is this bad place while she takes millions of dollars and watches people inside of inner cities die. Yeah, because they get shot. Go to Chicago. Go to Los Angeles. Black murders in the United States are up dramatically. But no, 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 let's, let's stand behind Black Lives Matter. I, I think that's a great idea. 
Let's stand behind the communist socialists because everything that they've done has been done so well so far. They create chaos. This piece of trash goes on to say destroying property is not violence. Destroying property, arson at mass scales to burn down forests, displace people, kill Americans, that's not violence. I mean, this is a real thing. And again, adds to the chaos that they create. The Antifa, the BLM, they can go out and do whatever they want. And then they get mad at me because I say not on our watch. Joe, how many people do you think have been shot and wounded and shot and killed in Chicago alone this year? Um, I think it's approaching 1,000, isn't it? Uh, it's approaching 1,000 shot wounded and uh, almost 200 people shot and killed in Chicago alone. I mean, think about that. <laughs> We're not even out of April. They're going to have 1,000 people that are killed by the end of the year. We go into the summertime, and that literally triples the number of deaths that happen in Chicago. And keep in mind that, that the, the gangbangers and the people that are doing all this, they go out and buy the cheapest ammo. They buy ball rounds, which, by the way, if I could just tell them to do anything, it's spend a, a few more dollars. It's not much more. Get the defense rounds. So at least when you shoot the person that you're targeting, you don't go through that person and kill a child. I mean, look, I'm just trying to solve a problem for you. Just recognize that when you shoot a gun with a, with a ball round, with, a, with, a, with a, what I call practice round, that when it travels through that body, it's just one little hole, and it goes through, it can travel through two walls, it can go through the car door, it can, it can go through a lot of different things. So just invest in the, you know, the, the Hydroshocks or you know, the G9s or some of these other ammos that are out there, because frankly, they'll be better for you. At least your conscience will be clear that you didn't kill a child. And that I have to say that is absolutely absurd. Uh, it goes on to say the tipping is the legacy of slavery. You go tell that to the people that are making four or five grand a month taking care of people by waiting tables. They want to take that away. They want to pay you, hey, let me just pay you $15 an hour because socialism does so much. Now, working hard, taking care of people, we should get rid of that completely. No tipping. What does that take you to? It takes you to a socialist environment that exists not just in, not in the United States, but in parts of Europe. Let's just go do that. Yeah, so th this, this Hannah Jones person also said that the Civil War started, began in 19, or 1865. Well, it didn't. It actually began in 1861. There's nothing that this piece of trash says that is, comes out to be true. Fireworks were used to disrupt Black Lives Matter movement. No, we don't care about Black Lives Matter movement because the movement itself is designed to bring in communism and socialism and destroy minority communities. And these people are mules for that. Let's create chaos. Let's make people, they're in pain, can't figure out why it is. So let's go in there and just tell them it's the, it's the conservatives 500 miles away. They're the ones that are oppressing you. There's not a conservative within 1,000 miles that has any authority or can do anything to, to anyone in the inner city environments. The most vulnerable among us that they literally are teaching that you're, you're a victim because that allows them not to teach them math, science, English, the basic necessities in order for them to become successful, to have opportunity. And look, I've interviewed people for the last, I don't know, 20 years. The rate at which I would hire an, a young person today is like almost nil. I look for people that are older. Why? Because they have work ethic. 
Now, it doesn't mean that we don't interview people that are younger, but I look for older ones because they're more mature, and they, they frankly, they, they act like human beings, where some of these little that come in that are young, and look, if you're young and you work hard, I'm not talking to you. I, I mean, Mr. Producer went to Hillsdale, worked his butt off, works his butt off here every day. So there, there are exceptions to the rule, but that's because they didn't get subjected to a system that destroyed them and created chaos. Can't, you know, the fact that I took that much time to talk about critical race theory and, and the, the things that are said by this Nicole uh, Hannah-Jones, who, by the way, is, is funded by more Soros dollars, but you don't get to hear that. You don't get to hear that. They get to rewrite history, and you don't get to hear it. I, I'm not trying to crap on your day. I'm trying to get you to realize like this stuff doesn't bother me. The 16, 19 person doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the mainstream media projects this person out there as someone of authority. They use her information to dribble down to our children. Some piece of trash that really never studied anything about history, grabbed a book, Googled something, wrote an article, and said, this is what's happening. Blacks are oppressed. White people are bad. And oh, by the way, you could be whatever you want. You want to be a pink dinosaur? You're a pink dinosaur. LGBTQ, MLP, people it becomes about creating an identity crisis in our youth. And we allow it because we don't stand up and punch it in the mouth as they destroy our children. And you say, Joe, you're, you're, you're pushing towards violent tendencies. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm absolutely not. There's nothing in me that wants to be violent about what I'm saying to you. What I'm telling you is what right is rarely popular and what's popular is rarely right. But as much chaos as they put in front of us, we just came to consume it. <sighs> then we get into things that they're doing right now, which I think are abhorrent. And that is Title 42. Again, we're talking about chaos, right? All the chaos that exists. They stole an election. They installed people into positions of authority. And I'm going to tell you something. When they stole the election, it was not the Democrats that were a problem for us. It was not the Democrats that were stopping us from getting to accountability. It was the traitor Republicans. It was the people that should be standing up for basic rights that said, oh, finally we got rid of Trump because he had too much authority, because he was too strong, because he stood up for the people. He, did, he couldn't be bought. He could not be intimidated. He couldn't be compromised. So they made up stuff for four years. But it wasn't the Democrats that stood in the way. Look, in 2017, they had control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And what got accomplished during that time? Who became the one, the obstructionist, to stand in the way of President Trump getting things done? It was our own party. Which is why I say the Republicans and Democrats, they're the same. They have left the people behind. And they thrive in this place of chaos. They get to take more money from us. They vote for those things. They voted to put somebody on the Supreme Court that literally cannot define who a woman is. Remember what I said about chaos. Remember what I said about what's happening in our community. And by the way, this is, again, not hyperbole. This is truth. Because they are compromised. Because the Republicans are no better than the Democrats and they don't care about you, you are an inconvenience. People don't care to them. They don't, 
they don't mean anything to them. And nothing can be more clear than that than what happened when Article 42 was getting ready to, or Title 42 was getting ready to expire. But then something happened, a judge dropped in, because God forbid our legislative group get together and say, look, we have a humanitarian crisis at our border. And although we want to save and bring everyone in from around the world, we can't. We don't have the capacity, the infrastructure. We're talking about bridges falling down, and we're bringing new people into the country, and we're handing them free entitlements. And you're watching it happen and doing nothing about it. Let's play C1. Let's play this video. A federal judge has now granted a temporary restraining order preventing the Biden administration from lifting Title 42. That's the Trump-era public health order which allowed Border Patrol to turn away illegal immigrants to prevent the spread of COVID-19. CDC had planned to lift Title 42 next month, prompting concern that it could lead to a flood of new migrants trying to cross the southern border. The Biden administration uh, estimated that 18,000 migrants would be along the southern border uh, if this policy was lifted. That was their own prediction. The federal judge's decision, a victory for multiple states, including Arizona, which has sued over the issue. We don't know why necessarily the judge ordered this policy struck down. The the order was a one-paragraph order, and the Justice Department has not said whether they will appeal the ruling or not. One of President Biden's campaign promises was to end Title 42, but Republicans and even some Democrats say it's too soon. A group of House Republicans visited the border yesterday, the same day authorities found the body of Bishop Evans. The 22-year-old Texas National Guard member had been missing since last week while trying to rescue migrants who were crossing the Rio Grande River. That man is a hero, and there are many heroes walking among us. The lawmakers honored Evans and accused the Biden administration of not having a plan to deal with the looming surge of illegal migrants. We ask them what their plan will be. No plan is given. And if Title 42 is lifted, it will be much worse. It's not just unsustainable now, it'll be uncontrollable then. The judge's restraining order prevents any action on Title 42 before okay, May down. 13th when a hearing I mean, Title 42 does what? It keeps people from coming back into the country, pushes them back into that country. We are not, we are not dealing with chaos in one area. We have, we have holes in the boat everywhere. Somebody put on my telegram yesterday, Joe, how can we get patriots together, go to the border, and stop people from walking across the border? And I was like, well, that's a good question. Don't we have border patrol? Yeah, but they're not allowed to do anything. But now Democrats are actually lifting the alarm on Title 42 as well. They recognize the crisis. Let's play C2. A growing list of Democrats are warning the Biden administration that ending Title 42 is a horrible idea. That's the COVID policy which limits a large number of people from entering our nation illegally. Democrat Senator John Tester says lifting it would only add to the strain on our broken immigration system. That's a quote. A Fox News op-ed titled, Biden's Title 42 Immigration Decision Will Create a National Catastrophe. Bill Malusian, live at the border in Rio Grande Valley, Texas. And Bill has done an excellent job this week from taking us from point B to point C to everywhere. So yesterday you were in Brownsville, they were putting them on buses. Today you're back at the Rio Grande. 
Harris, good morning to you. That's exactly right. And Border Patrol here in the Rio Grande Valley report that just in the last several days alone, they've arrested three MS-13 gang members, a Gulf Cartel member, an 18th Street gang member, and a convicted child sex predator from Honduras. In the meantime, Texas continues to bear the brunt of the current border crisis. Take a look at this video we just got from Texas DPS showing a trooper chasing a human smuggler in the Laredo area. That smuggler loses control and crashes. You'll see a bunch of dust go up. It rolls over. Want to warn you, some graphic video ahead here. We are told everybody in that smuggler's vehicle got ejected out onto the road. Uh, the smuggler and one of the migrants died as a result of that crash. We have blurred their bodies. The rest survived, though they were injured. I'm told the smuggler was a 19-year-old U.S. citizen with an extensive criminal history, including for human smuggling in the past. Meanwhile, take a look at these photos from right here in the Rio Grande Valley sector where we are. Border Patrol here reporting they have been encountering huge groups of migrants in recent days, including more than 800 in six separate groups, mostly from Central and South America. As you can imagine, that is putting a huge strain on their resources and their holding capacity, which is why you saw those mass releases happening in Brownsville yesterday. There have been more than a quarter million illegal crossings in this sector alone in the last six months. And if we can lastly pull up these photos out of Border Patrol's Del Rio sector, also in Texas, that sector also overwhelmed right now. Border agents, they're reporting they are also getting these huge single groups of more than 100 each, saying the last three days in a row they've been encountering these groups. That sector, more than 200,000 illegal crossings in the last six months. Their numbers are up about 180 percent over the same time last year. And back out here live, because of those images we just saw you, that's all the state of Texas. Later today, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is going to be holding a major press conference where we are told he is going to be making a very major announcement when it comes to the uh, state's response to the dropping of Title 42 next month. That'll be at 4 o'clock Eastern time, and Fox News will be there. That's the, the, that's the Democrats and the crisis. That, but, but, you know, we won't talk about the people that get ejected on the highway or the fact that women and children are being trafficked. We won't talk about that the people that are being trafficked in these areas are being used to harvest organs or to sexually just, I, I don't know, satisfy the perversion of these pedophiles. And you could sit here and tell me that that's not another hole in the boat or, you know, that's not our problem, but the border security is our problem. See, we have an economic issue that is facing us as a nation. Many people in the community that have lived here for generations, some in inner cities that are, you know, completely impoverished, some of those people are never going to have access to a quality education or can't even pay to put food on the, on, the, on the table. They get one meal a day. Kids are not getting fed nourishment. But if you come across the border, you get three square meals, you get a food cart, a cell phone, you get all sorts of stuff. We'll give you some stuff. We'll bus you to a city near you. And this is what's happening in our country. And the Biden administration, they don't care, a regime, not administration, it's not an administration, it's a regime. But it's not just the Democrats, it's the Republicans too. And the further we get into this, the worse it gets. the worse it gets. We, we don't seem to have any, we don't seem to have any sort of stuff that we can put together because the, the people that are out there propagating the news and the media and what's important, they're selling us a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it, it's, like the, it, it's like the wee woo wee woo all day long, all day long. 
So let's talk about some of the other things because then we're going to get to a solution. I want to work the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is that everything's a problem. The election was stolen in 2020. We have more than enough evidence. If you go to Frank's speech right now and there's a, there's a place on there, you can go through and you can literally walk through all the things that came out of the report that came out of Mesa County. Stuff that you cannot walk away from. You cannot walk away from it. Dominion Voting Systems was designed to defraud the American people. They can kiss my they stole our election. They it put people in positions of power and authority on the right and the left. They did it on both sides of the aisle. We talked yesterday a little bit about Karen Fan in Arizona. But, but, then, but then what else? What else are we dealing with? We're dealing with people that literally are creating more this, I don't know, this, is it more of a fuel to create more division? I think it is. I think it is. So there's a guy named Sean Smith. I assume his name's Sean. Sean King. Put up C5 if you would. This guy, if you've never seen a Sean King, he's a, a white dude that uh, he's a felon, which I, felon, no felon, I, I don't care. But he, he's going to delete, he deletes, twi deletes Twitter after calling Musk takeover white power. At its root, Elon Musk wanted to purchase Twitter. It's not about left versus right. It's about white power. No? Okay. He's the Rachel Dolezal, um, but on the opposite end. Yeah, he, he's the white guy that says he's black. But he's white. He's white, white. This is the chaos that we deal with. These are the people that we hang up and we make as experts. Sean King, expert. Oh, the expert felon who now has all the authority on why Elon Musk bought it. It, it wasn't versus left versus right, by the way, at all. It was a fundamental right. The first fundamental right is freedom of speech. The ability not to be oppressed or to have ideas shoved down your throat. That is what the purchase of Twitter was about. Now, keep in mind, I will never go back to Twitter. And I don't know how many people were following me, but it was a lot before I got taken down, kicked off. I was one of the few, first. I got kicked off before President Trump did. <laughs> but let's talk about another, um, let's talk about another pandemic that we have though, a real pandemic. Adolescents account for a larger share of suicides in many states in 2020. Adolescents accounted for a larger share of suicides across 14 states in 2020 than they did over the previous five years. No, notice how they didn't tell us where or how much. The results showed in February to March 2020, those visits were 50% higher among girls aged 12 to 17 than during the same period in 2019. And that was for um, adolescents being uh, pushed into mental health facilities. Now, these are studies. Now, let me ask you this. Take it down. Take it down, Mr. Producer. Let, let me ask you a question. We have suicides of our young people. They're, they're literally killing themselves. The suicides up are up nearly 800%. 800% over the last 24 months. 800%. They, they don't want to teach kids math, science, English, any of that stuff. They want to go to remote learning because it's all about protecting the teachers. Oh, yeah, te teachers. We, we want to protect the teachers because, you know, they're important. Actually, they're not. 
Their job is to teach, teach kids. That's their job is to teach kids. So, so they, 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 what they want does not get trumped over the, the well-being of our children. And I think, I think that's the issue that I have is that, yeah, I, I do. I got I to gotta wrap up, guys. But um, and the issue that I have is that there's so many problems. There's so many problems, yet a lot of these problems are solvable. Here, here's the way we solve it on the education side. One, we go into the schools collectively, which is why we have FEC United, by the way, so you can stand with other people, call them in, and you tear down these LG, whatever flags. You tear them down. You shred them. You tear them down and you shred those, those flags. They have, no, they have no business having those in an elementary school. None. You go after teachers and you literally get them fired and you relentlessly go after them if they try to indoctrinate your kids with gender fluidity. You, you stop it in its tracks. You go after your, your elected officials and you continue to hammer them with, with, with emails, with faxes, with, with everything. You, you relentlessly go after them and say, listen, our border needs to be shut. You stop supporting big businesses like Amazon. I, Amazon can't come to my house. You stop doing business with them. You build a fraternity of things that you can do and people that you trust and people that you want to do business with because of their ideals, their American ideals. And when it comes to people that put trash out there, stop paying attention to the mainstream media. Just stop. There's lots of good places out there. OAN, they're terrific. But the only way we win this fight is if we step in the gap and we start doing something about it collectively. And so you have to make a decision on whether or not that's important to you. You know, the, the thing that the guy said yesterday to me that I thought was really important um, that was on here, Seifert, I got it, I got it, I got it. Seifert was, um, Siebert, sorry. Siebert? Siebert. Austin, yesterday, yeah. Is that they came into his house, and by the way, I have a friend of mine that was doing vaccination cards. You're not going to believe this. Was doing vaccination cards and uh, giving them to people, so he says, and so they busted down his door for it. And instead of just arresting him, indicting him, no, they took him down to his own basement and they interrogated him to the point where they said, we're going to go after your, we're going to go after your wife. We're going to go after everyone around you. We're going to indict everyone. You better admit it. This is in America. There's no process that you, that you can go through where that would be acceptable. So, so what Austin said was absolutely true. And, and they're doing it to Americans across the, across the country. I told my wife, I was like, look, we, we've, done, we've done nothing wrong. I've been standing up for Americans now for the last two years. Before that, I worked in uh, inner city youth, and I did as much as I can to help as many people as possible. I did that because I'm a giving person, and frankly, I care about people that are the most vulnerable among us. But if they bang down my door, what do they think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to let them sit me down in my living room and say, here's what you did. You talked badly about the FBI. And I'm going to say, yes, I did. And they're going to say, well, you need to admit to all of this, this talking badly about the FBI. <laughs> and I'm like, I need a lawyer. <laughs> and they're going to be like, we're going to stick you in jail for six months, nine months, a year. Okay. Okay. Because at the end of the day, 
what example do you want to show for our kids? You want them to be able to just act with impunity? But that's what they've done. They've broken every law. They, they, they literally have, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a state of lawlessness. They get to do what they want. And we're just supposed to take it. It's absolute evil. And so you have to stand up against it. So that's my call to you. This is my call out to you to step in the gap and do something about it. Okay, so I just need to tell you guys that I am disappearing and I am going to go fishing and bear hunting for the next five days. So I will be off the air. You will have Apollo. You'll have Zach. You'll have Jake. You'll have Ash. You'll have special guests that are on. But I'm going to be, I'm going to be fishing for the next five days and a bear hunt. And I'm going up to Alaska to do it. And hopefully I get to stop in and see Seth Keschel. I know he's in two parts of, of uh, uh, Alaska, so I may be able to pop in and speak at one of the events up in Alaska while I'm there. But I'm going to be gone for five days. I'll be back next Tuesday, Tuesday night, I think. And so just you know, give as much encouragement as you can to the, the, the um, people here. And they're going to have a lot of good shows for you. I'll probably pop in or try to pop in when I can and just maybe come on and, and give you guys an update. Maybe I'll send some videos that they can play for you of me uh, shooting a bear. Don't worry. I eat everything that I shoot. So at the end, at the end of the day, I want you to know something. God is at the wheel and God wins. We know that God wins. So I'm going to end this prayer and uh, end this with a prayer. And then I want to tell you, actually, I'm going to tell you this first. Go to conservative-daily.com, become a member. For as little as $10, you can become a member just to support the show if you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, go over there and become a member anyway. That way I can talk to you about stuff you don't like to hear. Uh, you can follow us on Telegram at uh, t.me slash conservative daily. And you can follow me at Telegram on t-me slash Joe Oltman, J-O-E-O-L-T-M-A-N-N, two N's. Um, you can also join FEC United. Go over there and become a member. We do have a People's Chamber of Commerce that launched, it launches, I think, uh, Friday. Um, and that'll allow you to connect with other businesses in your area across the country and get rid of the Chamber of Commerce that literally has betrayed the people, much like the Republicans and Democrats have betrayed the people. So go to FECUnited.com. Help them as well. So let's pray. Father God, we are so grateful to live in this amazing country called the United States of America. And Father, we, we, we also want to talk to our brothers and sisters that are listening that are outside of the United States. And we want to tell them that we are grateful for, for them. And we are grateful for the opportunity that we have to speak truth, to hear truth, and to and become ambassadors of truth. Father, we are grateful for the sacrifice that Jesus made to give us all eternal life. Father, please go with us as we, as we lead, start our day in some senses or, or end it in others, that we may do so knowing that we will honor you. Father, please bless us as, as we go to Alaska and, and hunt and fish, that we may be safe, we may enjoy fellowship while we're there, and that uh, we may come home and uh, have lots of great stories to, uh, that include you um, to to. To talk to our listeners about. Father, if we have any listeners that are they're suffering right now, I would just ask you to lift that burden on them, Father. I would ask you to touch their heart and, and make them feel your presence. 
And if there are any that need to be healed, Father, I would ask that you would heal them. Father, I ask you to, we ask that you will just give us the strength to do the work that we need to do in order to align our faith with what needs to be done in order to save our nation. Father, please bless the group here that as, that as they continue with the show, that, that they may honor you and that they may do good work and, and push truth to the many people that are listening. Father, I, I ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So uh, if you want to watch us live, um, go to conservative-daily. By the way, before I did prayers on here, I had never done a prayer publicly. <laughs> it's awkward, isn't it? It's, you feel weird. It, I feel weird, but it, it, it feels good. There's so much I want to say, too. It just kind of... Blah. But I do love you guys. I want you to know that. I do love you. But if you want to listen to us live, you can go to conservative-daily.com. You can go to Rumble, DLive, Twitch, and then Frank Speech. And we are live on um, Frank Speech at 4 o'clock on the main page um, at 4 o'clock uh, Mountain Standard Time, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time every day of the week. Um, if you want to listen to us on the, on the uh, audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and others. Um, please go over there, give us a five-star review, and um, if you like what you hear, share it with someone who needs to hear it. Um, but give us a five-star review. Also, if you need a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. Uh, also, the, the rumble takes about an hour for it to kind of cycle through. So once it's done, you can go back, grab that, and actually share it as well with your friends on the video version. Um, if you want to get made, signed up for our, our reminder system and uh, our newsletter, you can actually also in the, the, the description below, you can sign up for our newsletter as well. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. We all know that in the end, God wins. But let's do our part. Have faith and act in that faith. God bless you guys, and I will see you next Tuesday. God bless you.